All right, let's get this party started. I forgot to turn down my map. It's probably going to be loud. It's me, Sam. This is my podcast. Thanks for listening, even though I'm a degenerate and haven't posted anything in weeks. <laughs> Here's what happened. Uh, the third week in August, I recorded an episode with my daughter. It's super cute. I'm going to save it forever, but we started it out in a restaurant and there was a lot of music and it's hard to hear and it's annoying. Um, and I'll, you know, I'll have some background noise. I don't have any problem with that, but it was too much. You can hardly even hear us talking. And then the next week I recorded an episode and it was just, it was not, it was not anything that I could, it just got weird. I don't know. I ended up talking about my my oldest son and like how I've managed to navigate him being a Doogie Hauser and I don't know that that's really like applicable to too many people or or anybody really cares. So I was like, you know what? This is no, I'm not doing this. Then last week I recorded like I've record I've been recording. I just haven't posted. Okay, so just listen. Don't judge me. <laughs> Don't get off my back. Um, I recorded an episode and I thought I would try to like prop my phone up on um, this like flat surface on my van instead of holding it. And it turns out I had the mic like completely covered up in in the way that I had it propped. The mic was so basically for the first. For three-fourths of it, I sounded completely like I was talking through a paper bag. It was like total Charlie Brown mom in the back, like muffled. (laughs) Couldn't understand a word I was saying. So then I just got annoyed and I hadn't recorded anything since then. But I've got a 30-minute drive, so what better time to lay down some track? I'm just kidding. I I don't actually know what that means, but I'm recording. All right, so here's what's going on. Let's talk about it. Um, It's September... Which, you know what? Y'all, you pumpkin spice basic girls, back off. Okay? You don't get to have September. September is still summer. Okay? It might cool off a little bit. Might get a little bit colder in the evenings. I had to bring in all my tropical plants last night because it got down to 55, 53 degrees. I don't want them to get wilted. Oh, hold on. Turn that joker down. Yeah, it might get a little bit cooler, but when it's still in the 80s during the day, that's summer. Okay, so back off. I'm riding this summer train for as long as possible. I already am cold in my house in the evenings and at night. I had an evening last week where I was like, I really want to get my electric blanket out. This It was still August at that point. But we had a couple of like rainy, rainy, colder days. And it, I was freezing. And I'm like, I really want my electric blanket. I'm so cold. I, you know, I don't care what the science says about how you sleep better if you're cool at night. I cannot. That's lies in my world. I cannot sleep uh, if I'm cold, period. And so I really, it was still August, I almost got an electric blanket out, but I rallied. I rallied and I, uh, I held it together, <laughs> managed to warm up. I have a down comforter now, so yeah, I finally managed, finally decided after being separated uh, and now divorced from my second husband for six years finally decided it was probably a good idea to consider changing the bedding in my bed. (laughs) Gross. I, you know, the thing is like, I don't care about that kind of stuff. I just don't, I don't care. Like whatever. I'd rather not spend the money, but so it wasn't so much about like, Ooh, he's been on this. I got to get rid of it. I didn't really care. It was more so about like, Ooh, I don't even like this. Like I bought it. I had a period in my life where I bought things that I thought, like, maybe I didn't even like that much, just because I felt like 
I needed to have them. Like I needed the windows to have curtains. I needed there to be a full bedding set on the bed. Like that's how you're an adult. That's how you know you're an adult is if you have matching pillows for your comfort. Like, but I didn't like it. I didn't like any of it. So anyway, I got rid of all the pillows. I got rid of the bedding set. I got rid of all of it. And I got a uh, down comforter with a white duvet cover. I love it. And I got gray sheets. Also, <laughs> love it. And I painted. My room is finally finished painting. Should I tell you this story? It's hard to really get the full effect without seeing it. But I'm gonna try to. I'm gonna try to give you a. Uh, I'm gonna try to paint a picture for you. <laughs> it's about painting. That's funny. Okay. So, as we have discussed before, my ex-husband uh, is a uh, difficult human being, to put it nicely. When we first moved into our house, there were a couple of rooms that, you know, we wanted to paint, that needed painted. One of those was our bedroom. It was painted like a peachy, like Pepto-Bismol color. It was kind of awful. And so, we knew we needed to paint it. And I... Um, he wanted it painted a dark color because in his mind, like, that would create, like, a cave-type environment. And I was, I was pretty well on board with it. I like a dark room at night, um, even though Joker insisted on sleeping with the TV on. So, that kind of defeats the purpose of a dark room. You've got the TV on. Anyway, um... So I chose, okay, so we painted our living room and the whole deal was I don't really have what you might call a steady hand when it comes to painting. I'm pretty awful at it actually. I make a mess. I drip paint everywhere. I cannot do like the trim work and the ceiling work and stuff without just slapping paint everywhere and I know, I know this about myself and so I'm, I'm not going to try. So the deal was that... He, I would do the walls, like with the roller, I would do the roller work, and then he would come behind me and do all of the trim work. And so we had already had that scenario go down in the living room. Like I had done all the roller work, he, you know. So then when it came time and I chose a paint, I chose a super dark, like almost black, like really, really dark, dark wine colored uh, red, which... I know is not Instagram friendly at this point in the game, <laughs> but bear with me. So it was kind of the same, you know, conversation. I like that color. You do the walls. I'll come behind you and I'll do the trim and the windows, the window frames and ball. Okay, fine. So just imagine if you will, my room is the, my bedroom is the master. I would assume it's right next to the bathroom. It's the biggest room, biggest bedroom, I think. Yeah. Just imagine dark, dark, red, red paint on the walls, but only like up to maybe with like a foot of white above it to the ceiling and then like a foot of white below it to the floor, like the floor trim. <laughs> because he was going to come behind me and do the trim. And so that's what I did. I rolled the walls and he, anyway. So I do this and then he comes in and he loses his mind. Why would you do this? Anybody who knows anything knows that you should have painted the ceiling and painted the window trim and painted the actual trim before you painted the walls. And I was like, wait a minute, like am I in the twilight zone right now? <laughs> anyway, so that's how that all went down. So then essentially, because he was disgusted with my incompetence even though I did exactly what he told me to do, he made a decision that he was never going to paint the room. He was never going to paint the ceiling. He, was, he wasn't going to finish it. He wasn't going to do the term. So my room stayed like that, which is a constant reminder of that traumatic interaction for, let's see, we moved in there in, I mean, it's been eight years. Eight years years of my room looking that crazy so I finally got it painted I got it painted a real light 
gray. All the window trim is done. Thank you very much, sir. The ceiling got painted. Thank you very much, sir. Like, I don't know. People are jerks. Um, and it is so relaxing. Like, he was wrong. That dark red just made me feel rage. This light, light gray with the white window trim and the white floor. Like, it's just very serene. Very calm very um like i wake up and i like it i still do not have any curtains on my windows which i know that i need to like i i, I need to have something like maybe blinds i don't know how people do you know, feel about just blinds but um and i like curtains on windows because i'll open them if i want sunshine in i'll open them i don't care but uh yeah that's what i'm doing so i don't know why i was talking about that Oh, what was I talking about that for? I got that painted. I got my laundry rooms all done. My kitchen cabinets are being delivered next Thursday. And all of that's going to get done finally. Freaking finally. All that's going to get done. My roof ordeal is almost done. I don't even want to get into all that. But it's almost done. Why, was, why did I get to talking about my bedroom hold on I'm gonna I gotta backtrack hold on wow <clears throat> how do you know that you ramble too much when you have to actually go back and listen to what you've recorded thus far to be able to figure out how you landed where you're at when you, in, in, in the topic that you're talking about I could I really could not remember why I got started talking about painting my room I started talking about it because I was talking about getting new bedding and whatever anyway so uh yeah so that's you know house projects are carrying on just just steadily just steadily draining my bank account is what's actually going on and uh, I'm about I'm about fed up with it I'm I'm glad I, I've already paid that's the nice thing like even though my kitchen isn't done I've already paid for more than three-fourths of it so that's not gonna feel I'm not going to feel the effects of that as much, but, uh, so I've already, I've already paid for most of that. So it's just a matter of it getting done and my cabinets are coming. I've already talked about this, how my cabinets are red too. What was wrong with me? I went through a red phase. I don't know. I was mad, I guess. <laughs> my cabinets are red and they're old and they're, they're awful. And so I'm so excited to have like a functioning cabinet system <clears throat> in my kitchen and that's gonna be exciting um what else is going on uh okay i i have a a couple of things i'm gonna um talk about i'm gonna go ahead and it's gonna be kind of a a, a double header today i have two topics so i'm gonna go ahead and get into the first one right out the gate here I, uh, okay, so quite a while ago, I follow on Instagram a bunch of, um, single foster moms. There's a bunch of us, okay? There's a bunch of us crazies out there. <laughs> and, um, this one girl in particular, she is an attorney, and her and I have actually, like, messaged about her coming on as a guest on the podcast, and it's just never really, I gotta get on that. It's never really played out. Not anyone's fault it just had the schedule we just haven't ever really got it like hammered out the details but um she is an attorney she's a professional she lives in I want to say to Austin Texas and she definitely is like she's more involved in the advocacy side of foster care than maybe I am she writes articles and gives speak does speaking engagements and things like that and so but she posted on her stories. Does anybody else watch Instagram stories? Like you actually feel like you know these people and like you get worried if they don't post story. Like that's just me. Okay. <laughs> um, but I watch her stories and if you're not feel familiar with the gram, you can, you know, post updates like just like a Facebook status, but a picture or you can do a 15, what is it a 15 second recording and like talk or take a video of somebody your kids or it, I don't know like it's just a, it's a very uh, egocentric time that we're living in but I like it I like 
like it's a nice break. Sometimes when my kids are just like losing their minds, screaming, I'll just turn on somebody else's Instagram story and, and escape into their world. I'm just kidding, kind of. Um, but I do like watching them. And so this woman, she posted about how she was asking, like, how do y'all date? Like, what do y'all do today? Like, how am I, I? I got my kid. She has a baby right now. She's like, you know, basically, like, my kid has 600 appointments a week. I also work. I also travel for my job. I have other responsibilities. I have a home. I have responsibilities. Like, what? How am I ever. If I had a desire to date, like, how would I ever meet anybody? What do y'all do? And I think some people must have responded to her and told her, you know, I know that people responded to her and told her about, like, some of these online dating apps. And I just had it in my mind, I think from just TV and sitcoms and stuff and movies or whatever, that all of those online, like, those dating apps, like Tinder and Bumble and Bimble and Boom, whatever that all of those were like if you're on those like you're looking to hook up like you're looking to for sex only I just had it in my head that that's what that was but she I think she or I heard it somewhere else anyway but she had someone who told her that the app OkCupid was maybe like not like more mature <laughs> like not so much just about hookups I guess is what, what I'm gonna so, she was like, okay, I'm going to make a profile. And I don't know if she did. I, don't, I haven't really seen her talk about it or if there anything ever came of it. But, so that was a while. And then I got to mulling it over. And I don't know what, I feel, I'm, I'm actually glad that I'm recording this now. Because I did talk about this in the episode, in the episode that I recorded that got like muffled out. But I was still deep in the throes of the, like, these feelings that I'd been having, and now I'm not, so I'm glad that I'm recording this today when I'm outside of those feelings, because I have a better perspective. Let me explain. I had a couple of weeks or months or so where I just felt, uh, very bored with my life. Essentially, I was telling a friend of mine, I called a friend of mine, you gotta have this friend, okay? You gotta have this friend who you can call and ask them to pray for you about things that are maybe embarrassing. And it's like, it's okay because you don't ever have to see them face to face. <laughs> that's Jill. Hey, Jill. Uh, that's my Jill. And so I called her and I was like, look, I need you to just pray that I will stay consistent in my like morals and my faith because I'm feeling very antsy and like just very bored with my life and you know I'm on I, I did so I decided I signed myself up I put a profile on this OkCupid app to check it out and her first question was like oh I said was like I don't want to make bad choices I don't want to like I think this is probably what people might call maybe like could potentially have been a midlife crisis. But I was like, I don't want to do that. I don't want to be like cliche, cliche single mom who like just starts bouncing around from relationship to relationship and and is like compromising what I believe and what I know is right. I don't want to I don't want to do that. But the potential is there because I was feeling, you know, I think when you're a parent and you have kids, especially when you have kids that are involved in activities and you're work, you work, or even if you don't work, like how I said to her was, I am so bored with doing the same shit day after day after day. I get up, Turn left onto South Doors I tell Charlie goodbye, I get myself ready, I get the other three kids ready, I take them to their places, I work all day, I get home. I take Charlie to cross country, we eat dinner, we come home, we do baths and bed. And then it's like nine o'clock and I do work and I do housework and then I go to bed like every single day, just mundane, very mundane, very just, and I think I was feeling it when I kind of look back now, like I think the reason why I was feeling it more so is because um, it, 
I don't know how to explain it. Like, I wasn't really connected. And there was no time to be connected with anything else but my mundane day. And that's kind of what I was, like, itching for. Was just, like, some connection with somebody else outside of my kids and my work. I don't really have any uh, friends. <laughs> I don't. I do have friends. But just, like, not people that I talk to every day. Not people that I get together with on a regular basis. Things like that. But, um... So I signed up for this app and I asked my friend Jill to pray that I wouldn't, you know, do anything stupid. And I, but I did like start talking to, um, quite a few different men's. And so I want to talk about my experience and just share with you kind of what my, uh, like how, you know, how it went for me. First of all, what I will say is. Overall, I would say, like, if I had to put a percentage on it, I would say it was, like, 80% positive, 20% negative. So, pretty good. I mean, it's a pretty good experience. I'm not dogging the app by any means. It's a similar, if you've heard or seen anything, I've never looked at Tinder, but the Tinder, like, you do the swipe left, swipe right. You see the person's, like, profile or whatever. Why do I feel like I'm driving in circles right now? What's going on? Um, so, it is a similar uh, setup to that in that... Okay, I'm definitely driving in circles. What is going on with this map right now? Okay, I don't know. Um, it's a similar setup to that, to where, like... You know, you look at someone's profile and then you match with them or here's what I liked about it. I mean, if you're like, if you're listening and you're single and like, you're considering something like this, I, I would, I would recommend it. Like, I honestly would recommend it because I met some really neat people. I met some, like, I'm not dating anyone. I'm not pursuing dating anyone, but as far I could, I potentially could. And the, the opportunity is there, but I don't, I don't, I'm past it. I like, I'm over it. I don't want to, but if I like, if somebody asked me like, what do you think about online dating? I would recommend it. I would recommend this app because it actually was pretty seamless. And here's what I liked about it. You do have to pay like a monthly subscription, which actually was not expensive. It was pretty reasonable as far as the cost. To see, you have to pay that to be able to see who, like, likes your profile. But you don't have to pay to be able to message, like, to communicate with people. So, if, like, somebody sends you a message, you can see it and you can message with them and you don't have to pay anything. Like, it was that's kind of nice. I think at one point I did, like, eHarmony or Match.com or something when Charlie was a baby. And I remember being so annoyed. Like, I ain't paying for this shit. Like, Destination is on the left. I don't even like these people that much. I'm not paying to talk to them. Um, let me do a little bit of work and then I'll be back to talk more. Alright, what was I talking about? Mm -hmm. Anyway, I think what I was saying was, like, I created uh, a profile on a OkCupid, and I, you know, had some men's that emailed me, um, or messaged me, or whatever you want to call it, through the site, and there's no charge to that, to be able to respond and interact with, you know, through that, through the app. Um, so as far as, like, my 20% negative... Uh, experience. Oh, I'm going to go over that. And I think it can be easily avoided. I just obviously didn't know what I was doing. And so let me help you. Isn't that the point of this podcast? Let me remind you. It's for me to tell you about the poor choices that I've made or the stupid things that I've done. And then so that you don't do the same. <laughs> so if you're listening and you're thinking about... Um, Putting a profile on a dating app, let me tell you how to not uh, experience the same negative experiences that I had, which were barely negative, like they were very, like little blips, like hardly anything. 
Um, okay, so the one thing I would say, and I still haven't done this because I've kind of laid off. Like I said, I have, for whatever reason, I've kind of snapped out. And you know what? Uh, I shouldn't say for whatever reason. I did specifically ask, uh, you know, my fr- my friend to pray for me. And I know that when I ask her to, she does. So, you know, God. God does listen and hear our hearts and I've been praying for myself too because the issue for me was that it wasn't wrong that I was maybe interested in dating like that's perfectly fine the issue for me was contentment and that's kind of what I put my finger on was that I was not I was feeling like very discontent in my life and that that was I knew that that was wrong and so I had really been praying and reading and just you know, saying to God, like, I've not felt this way before and I don't like it. And I don't want to allow my emotions or my feelings to like drive me. Cause I like, th- I think that's a lot of the reason why I got mixed up with my second husband is that I allowed the emotions and excitement and just crazy of that relationship. Um, to drive me to the point of marrying him after only knowing him for four months. And I didn't want to do that. I don't want to, um, I didn't want to get caught up in that. I didn't want to allow that feeling of discontentment to drive me pursuing a relationship that was going to be wrong. Um, so I'm kind of out of that funk. So I haven't really even been on the app or really been messaging with anyone. But what I will say is that you know, I started getting messages from these guys and I flat out like tried to make myself the least appealing as possible. My very first sentence on my profile is that I have four kids right out the gate. I'm trying to keep to make them run away. I put, I have four kids. I'm a foster parent. I continue to foster. I, and then I, and then I even wrote on there that there was nothing that I needed that a man could bring into my life because that's, that's pretty much true. Like I don't need anybody's money. It'd be nice. I'd love to not have to think about money. You know what I would love? I would love to be in a relationship where I could actually trust. Is this a real thing? If you have this, just be so thankful. I would love to be in a relationship where I could trust my husband to handle our finances and handle them well. And then like, I just had a debit card and I did the grocery shopping and like, I would buy stuff for the kids or I would sign and like, I didn't have to think about it. I didn't have to pay any bills. I just gave him all my money and everything was taken care of. That is my dream maybe someday, but it'll take a lot because I don't trust people. So there's that, (laughs) but like, I don't need anybody's money. I pay my own bills. I pay for my own stuff. I don't need, I don't necessarily need companionship. Like it'd be nice to have any, so that's basically what I wrote. I was like, I don't need anything that a man can bring into my life, but it wouldn't be awful to have somebody to talk to every once in a while and to maybe share, you know, parts of my life with somebody. So I really tried to just play it off like, I don't really care about you. Like, whatever. If you want to talk to me, fine. If not, I don't care. (laughs) But it, like, surprisingly, I still managed to have some guys that were messaging me. So, but here's the thing. As far as the negative experiences that I had, I need to change. I would have, if I could have done it over again, I would have also included in my profile. I did mark it in like one of the, they give you like a bunch of questionnaires and things too. I did mark it in one of the questionnaires that I go to church and that my faith is very important to me, but I didn't specifically write it in my profile. And so I found myself specifically talking like, and actually texting with one of the guys that I had um, met through the app. And at one point I was like, what am I doing? Like I'm getting like, I'm kind of like forming this emotional attachment to this guy already. And I've yet to like, even though I, in my mind, it is a priority to me. And I know that this, like, I don't ever want, if I ever do date again, I don't ever want to date someone who isn't a, has, doesn't have a strong faith and a strong confidence in their faith in God. 
like I was already kind of falling into the same situation of talking to this guy and forming like somewhat of a um, connection with him. And I had yet to really ask him or find out like where he stood as far as his relationship or lack of relationship with God. And like, I knew that I did not want to continue to have that type of an interaction with somebody who didn't, you know, have a a strong faith or anyway, whatever. So I finally just came out and asked him, like, do you like, what do you believe? You know, do you go to church? Do you have like, do you claim to, you know, be a Christian? Do you have, do you claim faith? Like, where are you at? And he was like, no, you know, no, I'm, I'm not, um, like I go to church on special occasions or whatever on holidays. And I was like, you know what? And I just told him, I said, look, I'm just going to be upfront with you. Like, I know that it's my fault for not including it on my profile and I plan on doing that. But like, this is something that's really important to me. And I just know from my previous relationship that getting, pursuing a relationship with someone who doesn't already have their own faith established is just not something that I'm interested in. And I know that like, if I'm ever going to date again, I am for sure, like I said, going to date someone who already is established in their faith and has their own like confident relationship with God and is involved and active in their church, whatever. So, and he was fine. He was like, you know, I, that's fine. Like, I appreciate you being, um, you know, upfront with me and is it okay, you know, if we continue to talk and, you know, stay friends. And I was like, yeah, like, why, why am I going to say no to a friend? And like, it's, it's really crazy. I mean, he's a social worker. He's has been in the military. Like we have a lot of things in common, but I pretty well shut it down on the like dating end because I'm not going to. So as far as negative experiences, that's what I'm saying is like, I should have, and I plan on going back onto my profile and making those adjustments because I want, I don't want to be interacting with someone who like just for fun or like, I'm not looking to just hook up. I'm not looking to just date for fun. Like I want to, I'm not saying like, I want to court or do anything crazy like that. Don't know what courting is. Yeah, that's some crazy, that's some crazy, uh, Baptist stuff right there. But I, I do, like, I don't see, if I'm going to get a babysitter, if I'm going to take time out of my day, I don't want to be doing that with someone who is like not a, doesn't meet my basic criteria as a potential for someone who I would want to date. And so, I'm just not pursuing. Anyway, so that would be the one negative thing that I ran into. That was totally my fault. Negative thing number two is just kind of maybe what you stereotypically and kind of what I went into dating app stereotypically thinking would be the case is that I did have a couple of guys who, instead of wanting to message through the app, like asked for me to text them. And I was like, that's kind of strange, but what's the difference? Like if I text or message you through the app, I don't really care. So then what I found though, was that as soon as I started texting them, it was like an immediate, like send me pictures. And I'm like, what, what, like I have pictures. And so I'm obviously very naive and like, obviously they wanted pictures of like, not me with my kids. <laughs> like, not Like, what do you mean? The pictures on my profile aren't what you're looking for. So I guess my thing would be like, if you are going to use that an app as a way to meet people and as a way to potentially date is like, I would just stick with the app, stay within the app until you really can like establish some boundaries with whoever you're talking to. And then maybe, you know, if you do decide to give your phone number or actually talk, because it was obvious like these guys had kind of ran this, you know, ordeal before, like they immediately asked for my number, immediately wanted to text. And then like two seconds later asked for a picture, which is ridiculous. Like I'm not doing that. It may be other women do that and that's their deal, but like, it's not for me. So anyway, would I recommend it? 100%. Like I think it's a really, because here's the thing, like I said, 
I work all day and then I take care of my kids all night. Like if I, if I wanted to pursue being in a relationship, do I believe that God could bring someone into my life in like a miraculous way? Absolutely. But my pastor um, gave a message a couple of weeks ago and he said something that really stood out to me that I've kind of like, I always have kind of had this like see the need, meet the need, like put action behind your words kind of mentality. But he was talking about how like, yeah, you can pray and pray and pray and pray and pray. But at some point you have to stand up and do something. So if I truly want to be in a relationship or potentially pursue uh, a serious relationship with a man down the road, like... I can pray for God to bring someone to my life all day long, but I think that there is some allowance for us to actually take action and do something on our end. Um, There is a single dad in my church who I need to meet and I haven't and it's awkward and I don't know, like, how would I even, how would that transaction even happen? Like, hi, I'm Samantha. I have four kids. I noticed that you're always here by yourself with your kids. Maybe we should be friends. And I don't know, maybe we get married in a year. (laughs) How does that even play out? I don't even like, that's like, there's no way, but this, uh, this app and like, I think this creates an opportunity, especially for single working women to be able to like actually meet people, single working moms, especially because how in the world, if you have kids, are you supposed to be able to get out and meet people? I I, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what people do. So that's the, that's that as far as the dating scene goes. But like I said, I'm kind of over it. I mean, I do, I am still talking, um, to the one guy, but I've already like laid the law down. Like I'm not pursuing any type of a you know, like anything past the friendship with him. And it's fine. Like we talked on the phone last night and it's crazy. Like I honestly feel like I'm talking to a friend of mine, like that I went to college with or something. Um, so, but other than that, I'm kind of, I'm over it and I, and I don't feel any real, like, I don't feel that like angsty feeling anymore. So let me do some work and then I'll get on to the next topic here. Okay. So Just to keep it wrapped, just to make sure I've wrapped it up, the high points are, I, 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 uh, did an online dating app. It was fine. I, I would continue to do it or do it again. I'm not right now. I met some nice people. Uh, I told you about how you could avoid my negative experiences of the minimal that I had. And, uh, that's it. I'm, I'm over it, but it was okay, but it was nice. Okay, so the other thing that I wanted to talk about um, was, is our, our, yours and mine, yours and my favorite topic, which is weight loss. I'm just kidding. Um, so here's the, here's the door, here's the story, here's the deal ski. I know I mentioned about, um, how I had connected up with two other women and, um, we were texting with each other daily for accountability and that was working out. That was working really well, actually. Um, but here's the thing. And I, I don't want this to seem like I'm dogging these women because I think maybe they do sometimes listen and, um, and I'm, I'm not like, I'm, I'm on the same, I'm on the same situation as they are. I think the issue, the reason why it didn't continue to work, at least for me as well as it had been working was that none of us were really on the same page when it came to commitment level. Like I was committed, but I would still binge on the weekends and they were committed, but they would still take like they would take a break for vacation or what it was, which all of it was fine. Like there's no harm or foul in any of the things that any of us were doing, except for the fact that to be able to have accountability with something, someone, what I realized pretty quickly after like a couple of weeks of texting with them. And then it just kind of naturally fizzled out was that 
it wasn't really going to be too effective when all of us were kind of on a different journey. Like I'm, I was super motivated and really, really wanted to see daily weight loss and I wasn't okay. Like I felt very defeated when I would binge and then on Monday morning would be up five pounds. Like I, which is like, that's going to happen. So I don't know why I would be so, so surprised, but versus like somebody else who was more so on the path of just accepting where they were and being content with like really super small victories and, and not really, you know, all too wrapped up in what the scale said. That wasn't where I was at. So what I realized is like, I need to be connected as when it comes to accountability with people who are on the exact same page as me, as far as really wanting to see change in the scale and actually like legitimate weight loss day to day, even over the weekend. <laughs> so let me put my window up because that might be loud. See, I told y'all it was still summer. I got a little hot in my car, even though it was, it was quite a bit cooler today. Um, so, you know, I'm not, we're not taking me and those girls are not texting anymore. And honestly, like I am literally, even though I say that I'm like committed and I want to see daily weight loss, like I still am awful at it. I still like, just don't make good choices and like, don't eat the way I should and like still do am not consistent discipline is and discipline and consistency is one of the hardest things when it comes to food in particular for me to conquer like I can be disciplined with my work I can be disciplined with my schedule in the mornings my morning routines like I can be disciplined with my housework with my when it comes to food like I'm like a toddler I I see it I eat it I don't like it doesn't matter it's awful but so why this is strange okay hold on a second my map froze up I was approaching a roundabout and my map was not telling me what to do in the roundabout so I was a little bit shook I was confused um like I had a, I had a friend of mine who asked me yesterday I'm in church and she's like I thought you gave up Diet Mountain Dew. And I was like, I thought you started minding your business. <laughs> Which was probably rude. But she's right. Like, I committed to giving up soda and diet soda. And like, here I am back to drinking it again. Because I cannot be disciplined with anything when it comes to food and drink. And like I told her, I was like, here's the thing. When it came to Diet Mountain Dew, I, yeah, I did stop drinking it for like a solid six months. But... I didn't replace it with water. I wasn't drinking any water. You know what I was drinking? Like diet peach tea snapple or uh, iced coffee or uh, some like ice carbonated juice drink. Like I, I was replacing chemicals and crap in Diet Mountain Dew with other types of chemicals and crap. And so it wasn't like I was doing anything that was any healthier than just drinking Diet Mountain Dew. So in my mind, like, I like Diet Mountain Dew and I'm a, I'm a teenager, basically. I, I have no self-control. And so if I'm going to be drinking crap, and anyway, I have been drinking more water, kind of, sometimes. It, so, yeah, I, I don't know. I can't do it. So when it comes to food, when it comes to drinks, any, like, I have no discipline. I have no, um, there's nothing consistent. So... This isn't really a topic. This is just, I want to put this out there. If you follow me on Instagram, um, great. If you don't, it's its.me.sam.podcast on Instagram. Follow me. Give me a follow. And starting tomorrow morning, I am going to be posting daily on my stories with an update on my daily weigh-ins. I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it, but I'm going to do it because here's the thing. I need the accountability. And even though I just talked about how it's important to have accountability with people who are on the same path and on the same, uh, you know, like goals and have the same goals as you. And it's not like the people that 
that are even going to maybe see my stories necessarily do have the same goals or the same. I just need to be able to say to someone and I need to not do this journey in silence and on my own because there's nobody that really cares if I binge and go up two pounds the next day. And even though there still is not going to be anybody that really cares if I binge and go up two pounds the next day, for me, I know this is neurotic, but for me, the idea of the shame that would come with posting a story the day after a binge and seeing my weight go up two pounds, like that shame is going to, I think, I think is going to motivate me to do what I need to do when it comes to eating and weight and whatever. So the, the, I guess the protocol or the plan or whatever you want to call it that I'm doing is essentially, I guess you would call it intermittent fasting. I don't, I don't really know. Um, here's how, here's just what I know. I have found that when I wake up in the morning, like I used to try to do the delayed, like the delayed first meal of the day to where you don't eat until like noon or two or whatever. And I just, it just doesn't work for me. Like I, when I wake up in the morning, like I'm the type of person, if I was home every day, I would make a five course breakfast just for myself. (laughs) I love breakfast and I feel like really, really hungry, usually the most in the morning. So for me, when it comes to like a fasting schedule, I feel a lot better and I feel a lot more confident to be successful with it by eating a big breakfast. So let's say it like between, so if I have like a one hour eating window between like eight and nine o'clock in the morning or like seven thirty eight, any whatever, um, then not eating the rest of the day until the next morning. So essentially one meal a day with, I guess, what would be like a, a one hour eating window in the morning only. Now, what I have been doing is like, because I'm not, do you know how hard it is to eat a like healthy-ish breakfast on the go? Sir, why are you passing me? I'm going 65 and a 55. Ooh-wee. I don't like people. I don't like people. Get on my nerves. Uh, it's really hard to eat a healthy, low-carb breakfast on the run. So, if I don't prepare or don't have something that's, like, really super filling that I can eat in the morning, I have been giving myself some grace to, like, eat up until noon. So, like... If that means that at 11 o'clock, then I need to get out and, like, pick up a salad at a restaurant or something, then I'll do that. But then, like, noon is my cutoff time for eating. And I have a lot, this is, like, more than anybody wants to know, but I have a lot of digestive problems. And so, I've been reading up about how your digestive system needs time like away from food basically and away from intake to recover and to heal and so I'm really hoping that by it's hard like I'm not hungry I'm just I just eat I just want to eat all the time I get bored I want to eat I get tired I want to be I get happy I want to eat like I just I just want to eat and but I'm hoping that by having these extended fasting times that it will help to heal my digestive system and that I'll have like a healthier uh, bathroom situation. (laughs) Essentially, I don't, if I don't take medication, I don't go to the bathroom and I'm talking for like a week straight. It's, it's awful. Like I literally have called my mom and been like, I don't know anything about this, but I'm just giving you a heads up that I haven't used the bathroom in seven days. And to me, like, I know what I've been eating and that's all inside of me. So surely it's rotten by now. 
And so, what is that septic shock? Like, am I about to explode? I don't know what's going on. I don't know what's going to happen. Yeah, so, like, if I don't consistently take medication, I have nothing comes out. Like, my digestive system, what do they call it? Like, a uh, slow, my, it's, it's slow. It doesn't work. Like, I don't have any metabolism to make my... And this has been forever. Like, this has been since I was in college. So, it's not a new thing. Anyway, so I'm hoping that with this extended fasting time that my digestion will heal some. I would love to not be taking medication to have to use, to be able to use the bathroom. That would, that's the goal. And then, obviously, like, I want to not be huge. My kids are very... uh athletically active and I love that like literally yesterday we started up our Wednesday night program at church and if I learned anything from my mom the Deb I learned that when the doors to the church are open you better have your butt in a seat (laughs) I'm not that extreme But I do want my kids there. I do want my kids to participate when they have kids, like, actual children's programming, especially. And my um, church has a Wednesday night program that started back up last night. And they actually have a class specifically for my son, my oldest son. And so he has cross-country practice on Wednesday nights. And he's going to be missing that practice every week, you know, through the end of the season. I text the coach. And the coach says... Um, that's fine. You know, it's usually a really a low-key practice on Wednesday nights anyway. Just have him run like two to three miles if he can, you know, if he if he's, has the time. So, I plugged it into my MapQuest and it's 3.1 miles from my church to my house. So, my kids with me trailing behind them in the minivan and with my hazard lights on, <laughs> my kids ran home from the church all the way to our house my daughter who's eight years old ran home from the church to our home she took a break twice for maybe what totaled a half a mile she ran 90 percent of it It it's just crazy to me and here's the thing here's why i want them to continue and i also want like i still am very active i still work out and they they see that but I, I think that it's important for them to see me, like, weight-wise be healthier so that they continue, especially my daughter, so that she continues with this active, strong lifestyle. You know, when I was growing up, I, I don't, I mean, I, I, my, my mom would be just heartbroken if she felt like I was bashing her. She's very, uh, bless her heart, she's very defensive. But I don't ever want my kids to experience what I have experienced being an overweight person. I wouldn't wish it on my worst enemy. It's awful. I mean, I'm so thankful that already I know that my daughter is not going to experience the embarrassment and the shame of not being able to run a mile. I never could. I never in school could run an entire mile, you know, like the gym, presidential, whatever. I couldn't do it. And I already know, and I'm so glad, and I hope she sticks with it, and I will encourage her to stick with it. I'm so glad that she will never experience that embarrassment of having to walk while all the other girls are running, because she's she can run, and she can do a run a mile, and no problem. I am so thankful that my daughter will and at least under my watch, will never have to experience being overweight to the point of not being able to shop in the stores in the mall like her friends are. And going shopping with her friends and just kind of having to hang out and not look at anything because you know that there's nothing in these stores that's going to fit you. That's awful. It's just, it's so embarrassing and so shameful. And like, I almost cry even thinking about it now because it was awful. I hated it. I had, I don't care what you want to say about body positivity and living your best life and loving yourself and whatever. Like at the end of the day, it's not healthy. Number one. And number two, it's 
emotionally can be exhausting. I want to, I can love myself. I've talked about this before. Like I can love myself. I can be so, so thankful that my body functions the way that it does. And that I am incredibly really super healthy, but that doesn't change the fact that emotionally it is draining to be the fat person, to be a fat person. Like I am always the, the fattest person. I'm always the biggest person wherever I go and I hate it. It sucks. And I don't want my kids to ever experience that. And, but I also, I, you know, so when it comes to that, like, I don't, I've been talking about this for years and again, who knows, who knows if I'll ever, if I'll ever, uh, not be overweight, probably not. I've been trying to lose weight. Like I said, I've said this before for 20 years and have been unsuccessful <laughs> thus far. I, I watched this really, it was a comedian, but it's so true. I watched this video clip the other day of a comedian and he was like, he was talking about how, um, like people, he doesn't understand why people continue to like basically live in a rut and like do the same thing for their entire life. And he was like, like people who are obese, you're just going to be obese your whole life. Like you don't ever, you don't want to ever try to be small or ever try to like wear smaller clothes or be healthier. Like you're just going to continue to be obese. Really? Like, and that's kind of how I feel about myself. Like I look at myself and I'm like, why, like, why am I pushing 40? And I've continued to allow myself to live like this. It's awful. So I am, like I said, for accountability, whether y'all look at it or watch it or care or not, I am going to be posting a story every morning documenting my hopeful weight loss journey. I've got about almost 60 pounds that I would like to lose. So it's going to be, I mean, I'll probably still be on there in a year from now. Like here I am again, trying to lose the same 60 pounds. (laughs) No, let's be positive. So yeah, if you want to follow, if you want to join me, um, and maybe you wanted some accountability and you want to post your, you know, morning weigh in, um, go ahead, go ahead and do it and I'll follow you and I'll, and I'll send you encouragement and I'll root for you and I will be your biggest cheerleader. I'm going to, I'm going to need you to do the same for me. No, I'm just kidding. Whatever. It's whatever. I will cheer you on and I will be your encouragement. And like I said, it's not about the number on the scale. It's just, for me, it's about being healthy and it's about being able to continue to be active and do things with my kids. I've been really fortunate at 36 that I have no, and being 36 and being overweight, I have no pain. I have no like medical issues. So I'm, but that's like, that's a ticking time bomb. Like I know that I'm, I'm running the clock uh, on making that last there. It's only a matter of time carrying this amount of weight on around that I'm not going to run into some type of an injury or a joint issue or a, a blood pressure, cholesterol, something like that. It's going gonna, it's, it's gonna to start breaking down. So let me just head that off at the pass and hopefully not, uh, <laughs> hopefully get it together to where I don't have to end up taking them. If I already said this before, if the doctor prescribes me a medication and I have to take it every day to stay alive, go ahead and start planning my funeral because I will not remember to take it and I will die. Like, that's just, that's just what it is. I cannot. I'm not a responsible pill taker. I can't even take vitamins consistently. Um, so yeah, that's that. I don't know what you want to call it. Hashtag, what should we call it? Hashtag, um, healthy moms. Hashtag, uh, live longer. Hash, I don't really care about living longer. I'm telling you what, some of these people I see that are 90 something, I'm like, Lord, take me. Please don't let me live that long. Um, well, what should we call it? Anyway, I'm going to come up with a, I'm going to come up with a catchy hashtag or maybe if you have an idea, send it to me. And then I'm going to post these stories every day and, uh, and, and do with it what you will, you know, send me your tips. Tell me what you're doing. Tell me what I'm doing wrong. Um, tell me, you know, call me out if I'm not, if you don't see the story, why are there a bunch of chairs set up? Are there, is there about to be a parade? There are a lot of chairs set up out here at the road. Is there about, holy crap, there is about to be a parade. Pony wagon. 
It's tonight at 6 o'clock, and there are already a lot of people with chairs out. It must be a good one. I should come back for this. <laughs> That's crazy. I've never have seen people set up chairs this early for a parade in the evening. Like, it's noon. These jokers have their, their spots saved. Oh, man. It must be a good parade. Tag on it. Where am I even? I don't even know what town I'm in, or I tell you. I have no idea. I'm out in the middle of nowhere. Man, all down the road. Chairs. So creepy. Anyway. So, that's that. Keep a lookout for it. I'm going to be posting in Pony Wagon Days. Pony Wagon Days. I got a little tent, some food trucks. What the heck, man? Can I get in on this action? They're little baby, they're little teeny, oh, they're little miniature ponies pulling little wagons full of fruit and vegetables and stuff. Shut up. What town is this? Because I got it. Anyway, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, I got to come back out of here for this. I'm just kidding. I got a thousand things to do. There's no way. All right, y'all. I hope that I didn't drive you crazy with this episode. I know it's kind of all over the place. But uh, I'm going to post it and then look for my first story tomorrow morning, okay? Let's make this happen. Let's be healthy. Let's stick around for our kids. I got a, I've talked about this before. I got a one-year-old. So I've got at least, at least 17 more years of parenting. And I don't want to continue to do it like I am now. So it's got, we got we to gotta get it together. I'll talk to you all the next time. I love you all. Goodbye.